On October 3rd, the Supreme Court will be hearing arguments about whether judges can throw out legislative maps for being so partisan they violate the Constitution. It's one of the most watched cases of the term. A three-judge panel had ruled two to one that a Wisconsin map was designed to keep Republicans in control of the state legislature, even if they didn't win a majority of the votes. The Supreme Court has never struck down a legislative map for being too partisan. Josh Douglas joins us. He's a professor at the University of Kentucky Law School who teaches about this area of election law. Josh, tell us about the case. So uh, thanks for having me, June. This case is really interesting because it presents the first time that the court may strike down a partisan gerrymander as going too far. Uh, The problem previously is the court has said that there are no judicially manageable tests no way for judges to determine when politics has gone too far in the line-drawing process. Uh, And this case presents an opportunity for the court to adopt a new test that would root out bad politics or politics going too far uh, when legislatures draw the maps. And Josh, uh, since the the $64 question seems to be whether there are those judicially manageable standards, what is the test that the plaintiffs in this case are proposing? So they came up with a new standard called the efficiency gap, uh, which the lower court that struck down the map adopted in part, or at least adopted the efficiency gap as part of their test. And what the efficiency gap looks at is the number of wasted votes for each political party, uh, defined as a vote that didn't help elect someone. So a wasted vote would be any amount above 50 percent that the winning candidate received, because they didn't need any more than than the 50 percent plus one. Uh, as well as any vote for the losing candidate. And what a map that is symmetrical, that doesn't skew towards one political party or the other, would do is have about roughly equal amount of wasted votes. Uh, and what the purchase proposed is if that map is an outlier, if the number of wasted votes for one party is so much higher than for another party, then that's highly suggestive that politics was what was driving the map and not normal line drawing uh, and lawful line drawing criteria. Josh, the gerrymandering issue has split the Supreme Court in the past. Is it likely, even with this addition here, is it likely to be a very close decision with perhaps Justice Kennedy, uh, the decisive vote? I think Justice Kennedy is the absolute key here. Uh, In a 2004 case out of Pennsylvania, the court split kind of 4-1-4. So four justices, the traditional conservatives, wrote that there are no tests out there, that judges can't uh, decide whether politics has gone too far, there's no judicially manageable standards. The four other justices, uh, so-called liberals, each came up with their own test and said, here's one way we can test uh, for unlawful partisan gerrymandering. Justice Kennedy in the middle said, well, I don't like any of the tests that the plaintiffs in that case or the liberal justices are proposing, but I also don't want to close the door to a test ever emerging. And so in this sort of strange concurring uh, opinion he wrote, he said, I disagree with the, the four conservatives that there's never a test, but I disagree with the four liberals that, that, that any of those tests are good. And so he actually invited plaintiffs and scholars to try to come up with a new test for partisan gerrymandering. And so the, the, the million-dollar question in this case is, does this efficiency gap test satisfy what Justice Kennedy was looking for. Josh, what's the underlying constitutional claim here? So if the court strikes down these districts, it will say they are unconstitutional. Why? Uh, well, they violate equal protection. So the, the basic harm here 
uh, it's either equal protection or, or the First Amendment, I should say. The basic harm is that the legislature is drawing lines in an effort to dilute the strength of the political minority, um, and so as to entrench themselves in power, such that if political winds shift and they are no longer supported by a majority of the state's voters, they can still retain the majority in the legislature. And so the constitutional harm here is that dilution of someone's uh, power of voting based on their politics. Josh, in about uh, a minute or so, explain why the conservatives have said in the past that partisan gerrymandering is insulated from judicial review. Well, I think they've said that some politics is okay to consider in the line-drawing process. So you might want to consider uh, preserving the core of prior districts so that you're not shifting uh, who your representative is. You might want to consider uh, allowing incumbents to have, protect their districts or to not draw a district with two incumbents so that they'd have to run against each other. And there's some uh, goodwill that comes from having stability in the legislature, uh, and, and a new map should uh, undo that stability. And the problem for the conservatives was how do you tell when good politics has driven it as opposed to bad politics? Um, and uh, the conservative justice, particularly Justice Scalia, who wrote that, plurality opinion in that 2004 case, likes clear rules, and uh, he couldn't find any clear rules to separate the good politics from the bad. Thank you so much for being on Bloomberg Law. As always, that's Josh Douglas, professor at the University of Kentucky Law School.